I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming. I mean, it really is a dream come true. On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Welcome back to On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. It's not every day that we get to talk about what we're going to talk about. It's actually been 51 years, 52 years? It's a lot of years. 52 years since the launch of a Weatherby Centerfire rifle action. Special guest in the podcast room today, Mr. Adam Weatherby, joining us to talk about this new exciting thing. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Luke. Grad- <laughs> great, great to be here. Great to <laughs> love be this podcast in your own studio. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, though, um, I've been very much looking forward to this day uh, for a couple of years now, where we get to announce our newest addition to our rifle lineup. The Model 307. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say it because I didn't want to say it. I I wanted you to say it. (laughs) So we do have a Model 307 that's basically uh, being announced today. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be another maybe two months or so before we're really shipping in quantity. But um, you're going to want to get your pre-orders in pretty quick because uh, I think people are going to really like this. This is... um, kind of our take on the simplest way to say it is it's our take on a 700 action which is different and there's probably going to be some hardcore weatherby guys that are going to be like well why would you do that haters are going to hate yeah and we you know we talked we talked a lot about it internally too but um here's what it came here's what it came down to i think for for us for weatherby and why the why behind this new model 307 that that we're going to talk through exactly what it is here but the why of it is uh, the Mark V and the Vanguard are kind of relatively closed systems. Like if you wanna if you wanna start playing what I like to call bolt action Legos, they're maybe not the best platform to start with. There's not a ton of aftermarket accessories available because it's so good out of the gate. Why do you need to change it? Right. <laughs> what I think what's important, if I can, Luke, yeah, step in is. <clears throat> Our, our two main rifle actions that we've had since the get-go were each um, created for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So when my grandfather started the company in the 40s and 50s, he didn't have his own action. He was using, you know, predominantly Mausers and other actions to house his cartridges. So when he set out to design the Mark V action, it was purpose-driven to be the world's strongest action. Now, you know, with the nine locking lugs and the 54-degree bolt lift, there was unique things about it. But it was to, you know, it was to, to house these high-velocity, higher-pressure cartridges that he was launching. He built that, was that ar- action for the cartridges he had in his mind. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, up to the 460 Weatherby, that big 378 case that we have, it was, it was made for those cases. You, you know, you got to remember that, um, you know, for the large cases that, he had already been developing Magnum cartridges, then developed the action for that. Yeah. So it was specific. Um, 
when the Vanguard came along, so that was 1958, the Mark V came out. When the Vanguard came along in 1971, what he did realize the world's strongest action, as we still know today, is not cheap to make. <laughs> um, no matter how you slice it and dice it, um, it was not built to be highly efficient in the manufacturing process. It's why the Mark V price point is where it's at. As much as we've tried to be as efficient as possible to make it a quality action, to make it what it is, it, it takes time. Yeah, it was designed before CNC machines, essentially. 100%. <laughs> right. So the Vanguard uh, was really made uh, to be more uh, of that value, right? It's got the hammer forged barrel. Um, you know, it's just been consistent. We've used the same factory for over 50 years. Um, so there's consistency and quality that people can expect, but at a value and at a much cheaper price than a Mark V. So if the Mark V was set out really for strength and around his cartridges, the Vanguard was really about value. And it was about a set of features and accuracy and things that you could come to expect uh, mm -hmm. out of a Weatherby, uh, but for a more affordable price. They were both built for a particular purpose. Enter the 307. Yep. The Model 307 has its own purpose as well. The Vanguard doesn't eliminate the Mark V. The Mark V doesn't eliminate the Vanguard, and the 307 doesn't eliminate either two. Um, I got a pickup truck, and it does different things than my SUV does. Yeah. And that's the whole idea here is it's specific and purpose-driven. So let's talk a little bit about specifically what the 307, the model 307 mm -hmm. is. So um, it is a full cylindrical action similar to a 700. Mm -hmm. It is a 700-footprint action, so... Uh, from a stock fitment standpoint, it'll fit in pretty much any 700 aftermarket stock. It has a bolt release that's high on the receiver, so um, it won't interfere with any stock lines. Every Model 307 is going to include a Trigger Tech trigger, same trigger basically that we include on the Mark V, but mm -hmm. it's the 700 version. Um, the safety is part of that trigger tech trigger. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference in the Mark V action. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a 90-degree bolt lift, like a standard 700 action. Um, the front and rear of the receiver are both full cylinders, so it uses the Stiller slash Savage style uh, 700 scope mounts, and those are 832 mounting holes, which is really nice. So they're the, the bigger bigger scope mounting screws so you can really get some torque going on there and uh we have a really cool takedown bolt design so mm -hmm. it's a toolless takedown where very very quickly you can compress the back of the bolt sleeve and then pull out the bolt handle and then remove the entire firing pin assembly it's like super fast and then reassembly is just the opposite of that very easy it's really unique in the marketplace and uh so for Guys that are into PRS or the NRL type stuff that are doing a lot of range time want to easily clean their gun, tear your gun down fully quickly. It's an ideal situation. Right. You just uh, nailed the features there in a, in a couple uh, couple minutes. And I think, you know, what we'd seen, you know, coming back to a little bit of the why, Luke, kind mm -hmm. of out of those tech features is there would obviously been a lot of custom builders particularly over the last decade that have really come out and uh, used more of a 700 platform um, in, it, you know, in the bolt-action world to build a lot of custom rifles on. And, and I think a unique place that Weatherby has found ourselves 
is taking a lot of custom-like features, mm-hmm. custom-type quality, and and introducing it in, in a premium production brand. And so, uh, you know, similar to maybe how we did on the Mark V Backcountry TIs, we had a sub-five-pound rifle um, that was built with all these different things that maybe real high-end, ultra-lightweight guys had been building at three times the price. Yep. And we can come in and due to us being a production manufacturer and been doing this for nearly 80 years, we could take a lot of things custom builders are doing that we found that customers were asking us and put it into a production environment. And so I think with the 307, when people say why, was it just because we wanted a slice of the pie? Is it a me too product that we're just trying to be like everybody else? For us, we're trying to to, um, address the customer that wants a lot of the aftermarket support that's out there for 700 compatible products, maybe doesn't want to drop 10 grand on a custom rifle, mm-hmm. uh, but but wants those things uh, in, in, a, in a production, maybe a high-end production product. And so a lot of those features that you mentioned with the stiller type action and the mounting holes, um, you know, the bolt assembly, this isn't... Uh, uh, we we designed this like each of those features. We designed exactly how we wanted it to be from the ground up. So we didn't go just find somebody else making something. I mean, this is this is our print. This is our design. Our engineers at Weatherby have, uh, you know, from it is a ground up project that we've been working on for how long? Too long. Um, I mean, a, a, a over well, really, it, the inception of it started yeah f- almost five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah, really about our move time. Um, obviously due to the move and just efforts and resources, right. it got shelved. But I would say two, two years pretty aggressively. Two, two and a half years mm-hmm. very aggressively. So this wasn't just go find a supplier that's making something. This was going through piece by piece, dimension by dimension, tolerance by tolerance, through the whole specification, after specification, through the whole thing and saying this is what um, we believe um, is worthy of having the Weatherby name on it from a quality standpoint yep. and feature standpoint. But also realizing – that, yeah, we may upset a little bit of the old customer base that's very traditional, the ones who, mm-hmm. you know, tell me all the time we don't make enough wood guns and all the same things, right? And yeah. Get upset. It, and so we may be – there may be some traditionalists that are going to be like, what are they doing? But there's also customers out there who might appreciate the Weatherby story, quality, brand, but but are in the market – uh, for something more like this. And and so this is an opportunity for us to really meet that customer where they're at. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. So I know uh, I've, we've begun to pre-sell these. We've talked to mm-hmm. some, uh, quite a few buyers of our bigger mm-hmm. customers. And uh, that's one of the questions they always ask is like, well, why, why'd you do it? And one of the things I like to say is, you know, we've, I think the Vanguard and the Mark V address the hunting market very well. Like the Mark V, it's hard to find a better hunting action with the with the performance that you get out of our cartridges. It's a great system. Um, some of the other games that people play are that are maybe not so hunting, just going to the range and doing other things. Um, we we don't have as good a solution for. Like we don't have a magazine fed Mark V right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two models that we're going to launch in the Model Three Hundred Seven are both magazine fed. So using an external magazine, there's going to be more non-Weatherby cartridge offerings in both models than there are Weatherby cartridge offerings. We still are going to have some Weatherby cartridges in there, but um, yeah, it's it's a different consumer. It's not necessarily, um, we're not going away from our existing consumer base. We're just going after some additional customers as well. So right. it's, just, it's a 
it's a different system. Exactly. And, 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 and I think, uh, you know, having hunted with it here the past season or two with different prototypes and, and getting out there, probably the traditional, I don't know, the weather bee in me, which is kind of all of me, <laughs> um, you know, I, I push back on some of these things and some of the, uh, you know, so, some of the things look a, a little radical for Weatherby, but yet, um, you know, like hunting with the, um, you know, with, with our, our Alpine um, MDT, uh, you know, rifle and having that folding carbon stock and, you know, having that obviously inletted for the 700 platform and having that detachable magazine. It was, you know, I took it on a mule deer hunt last year and it was, it was pretty fun. Not going to lie. Um, yeah. So that, that's going to feature the MDT Hunt 26 stock, their magnesium carbon fiber stock that's basically 26 ounces folding. And so went uh, a 22, 24-inch barrel, you can collapse that stock and just about fit the whole thing in your pack, like in the bag portion of your pack, not even strapped to the outside, which is which is pretty neat to be able to do that. And that's a awesome, awesome hunting-centric um, kind of PRS-looking chassis stock. Chassis stock, I think, sometimes gets a mm-hmm. negative connotation to it but uh, right it's well a, i personally awesome don't stock. i personally am not going to go hunting i don't a lot of the heavier stuff but to have it light and to have it folding i think uh yeah it's a pretty pretty cool deal so so yeah so we are launching it with with two models right so we have that is uh the alpine mdt yep i, I will point out that that one also yes. uses the mdt uh magazine so it's it's Correct. an aics magazine length but it'll ship mm-hmm. with their uh, polymer magazines mm-hmm. um, just to keep the weight down um and then the second model is the you uh, gotta say it the model 307 range xp um it'll be obviously a lower price point than when you throw in out the words magnesium and carbon fiber it's going to be at a much higher price point um the range xp is is uh, going to come in at a, a much more affordable price point um and it's it's a pretty cool looking gun it's a stock uh, it's that barreled action is featured on a stock um, that we designed again, yep. um, it, one that you'll see some familiar familiarity to uh, in the Mark V line. So it's a stock that that we uh, we designed um, and are coming out with on that gun. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a polymer stock that we tooled up that has adjustable length of pull and uh, also cheek weld. So there's a little saddle that sticks, slides over the the rear portion of the buttstock, and then you can raise it to your desired spot and then screw it back in and then uh, the length of pull is adjustable through spacers and then that one actually uses it's kind of like a wyoming collab that uses magpul mm-hmm. bottom metal and also the magpul magazines for that bottom metal. right if you didn't know magpul uh uh the majority of their manufacturing is uh done down in the southern part of the state around cheyenne so uh another yeah another wyoming company here uh, does a lot of manufacturing here so it was neat to team up with them um, on that, and we designed our stock specifically uh, to fit the Magpul, um, you know, magazine and so forth in that gun. So it's uh, that'll be the the Range XP. It'll feature a spiral fluted barrel as well. Yep, and uh, come with the muzzle brake mm-hmm. and uh, thread cap on there too. So you know, it's got a cool green um, kind of green color to the stock. Um, you know, it's still you know with the bolt handle the lines everything on it uh it's a it's a pretty cool quote entry level rifle um into kind of uh you know really what we're playing in here with the model 307 in that space yeah so basically for at retail um around 1100 dollars, you're gonna get uh, a break a cerakoted action 
uh, trigger tech trigger, spiral fluted uh, bolt and barrel, uh, adjustable stock, link the pull and um, cheek weld. Uh, so you basically get all the things for around 1100 bucks, and that's just something we can't can't do on the Mark V line yeah, at all. So, And then to your point earlier that uh, we basically looked at the feature set of things we really want to see and brought it into a price point that I think is going to be much more attainable for uh, for consumers than what what most actions that have that same feature set would be. I mean, those are two, three thousand dollar setups. Yeah. And so I think, you know, just it's a, you know, I want to throw a shout out to our team. Shout out. Thank you. Our team <laughs> here in Sheridan. Um, I was really able to, that, that we had a list of features and, and really a targeted price point that we really wanted to be able to come out to, to have more people be able to step into, um, you know, into this product. And so we were able to achieve that through some great supplier relationships, um, through a lot of uh, manufacturing that we're doing here now at our mm-hmm. facility in Sheridan, Wyoming. We're recording this podcast where these guns are made, and so it is a it is a made in, you know USA product. Um, large part of things we are doing here in Sheridan, Wyoming, um, that, uh, that that will you know we are responsible f- um, here um, as well as you know some key things that we do you know outsource to some of our key suppliers that we've had relationships with and. Uh, much like we do our Mark V. So we have control over that quality, that fit and finish, that quality craftsmanship. You know, we're we're spraying every single one of those guns with Cerakote. We're, you know, fitting every one of those mm-hmm. things up. Um, we're, uh, you know, doing the barrel work here, you know, the fluting, the, you know, all the things that you're going to see that you come to expect, uh, you know, out of a Weatherby are going to be done at this facility here um, out of Sheridan, Wyoming. So I think that was key you know, for this project as well, for us to be able to both partner with key suppliers as well as uh, be able to do a lot of the key, uh, you know, machining, the finish work and assembly uh, here in Sheridan, Wyoming, that was important as well. Yeah. And I think that um, there's, yeah, there's, there's really just so much that's cool about this project that the team here, Mm -hmm. we did it. Um, It took, it took a little while, not so much our team's fault, but just <coughs> developing things in a post COVID world has been, yeah. uh, just, just more challenging than mm-hmm. it's, than it has been in the past. Machine shops aren't ex- yeah. as hungry and getting prototypes just takes generally longer, but, uh, it's been a really fun, really fun process. It's not every day you get mm-hmm. to be part of designing a new action, even though it's, you know, it's kind of a clone of an existing action, but it's got our take on it. There's, there's things that are specifically Weatherby in it. Which right. It's pretty cool. Right. And so even the name, uh, just to talk about that, the Model 307, um, in case people don't know, uh, 307 is our area code in the entire state of Wyoming. We have one area code. For all 560,000 pe- people here. <laughs> After this winter, it's probably less. <laughs> yeah, we may, have, uh-huh. we may have gone backwards for the first time in a while. Uh, so it really is kind of a, a testament to our state, I think. Uh, Wyoming's been so good to us here um, in, uh, you know, just dealing with the governor's office down in Cheyenne to our local folks here in Sheridan. They've been so good to us. And I think we were able to launch this product. A big part of this story of this product is our team, the support we have here, um, the place where we're doing business really mm-hmm. set us up for success. So it's kind of a really a shout out, if you would, to the, the great state of Wyoming, uh, where we're at here um, a, a Second Amendment-friendly state, uh, one that has our backs. Uh, one where the governor comes into our showroom, you know, and just round in his cowboy boots and says, hey, what can I do to support you here? And so it's really, I think the name of this is really kind of a, um, 
yeah, just a, a, a testament to, um, you know, what Wyoming's done for us. So that's 307. If you uh, take the numbers apart a little bit and want to have a little bit more fun, <laughs> it's the third center fire action uh, that bears the Weatherby name after the Mark V, the Vanguard, and now the Model 307. So there's the number three. And the number um, seven on the end, uh, talking about the compatibility with the 700. Yeah. And so uh, kind of capping those numbers there. So a number of reasons why we really, uh, you know, really went for that. Back in the naming things, it was, do we call it a Mark something? And it was... It had, over a period of years, had a lot of different names until uh, we finally came on the Model 307. Naming, naming things is really hard. It is. Uh, <laughs> like, naming a kid's pretty tough. Um, you say naming a gun is harder than naming a child? In some ways, because when you're naming a child, usually you're getting two people to agree, mm-hmm. you know, maybe husband and wife or father and mother. Um, getting a team of people to all agree on a and name. And lawyers. And lawyers. Because of intellectual properties. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you're naming uh, a person. That person is going to have probably, you know, a, a, a 80 to 100-year life, hopefully. Uh, a product could have much longer life than that, Ooh. in theory. But we're not saying that guns are more important than people. I'm not saying any <laughs> level of importance whatsoever. I'm just, <laughs> just saying there's naming. A, there's a level of difficulty <laughs> in naming a product uh-huh. that's very hard. Right. So folks want to find out more. Obviously, we have a, a Model 307 uh, section on our website that will have all the specifications. Because this is when everybody always asks, you know, like yeah. in comments on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else, everybody says, how much does it weigh and how much does it yeah. cost? We have a website. It's this new thing, www.weatherby.com. Yep. You can find all those things there. Yeah, I was actually resisting saying the ex- exact prices and everything because I want people to go and look. Because <laughs> it's it's actually really, uh, I think they bo- both models look really good. Um, and there's different cartridge offerings in both uh, mm-hmm. due to what magazines are available. Um, and I, really, I think the last thing I was going to add that I, I was doing my mental checklist, that I cover everything I wanted to cover spec-wise. Um, one of the main differences in <laughs> a 700-style uh, action and a Mark V or Vanguard action is that it uses a basically an external recoil lug that mm-hmm. is basically uh, put on between the barrel and the receiver. On the Vanguard and Mark V, that recoil lug is basically machined into the receiver it's integral uh we're going to just do a standard like basically secondary recoil lug on the 307 action so if people are asking questions about that then i will address that one there but you'll also see more specs on we have that. we have some people listening to this podcast i know that all over the gamut of uh of gun knowledge but i think some folks are going to be looking for you know for those uh yeah that that type of information for sure but that's yeah. that's part of what makes it you know more uh, designed for manufacturability. It's where we can bring the mm-hmm. price point down from mm-hmm. from a Mark V. Is that the less machining? It's it's less material removal. The, mm-hmm. the what you start with is just a, a metal cylinder. Mm-hmm. Um, a Mark V and a Vanguard action is not the same because those recoil lugs they stick out, and so you got to. It's just a little more challenging. Sure, and obviously this has the same accuracy guarantee that our other rifles have. It's all the same. Three shot group sub MOA. Um, but people are coming out with different guarantees, and you can kind of chase that to try to sell some stuff. Um, you know, if the gun doesn't shoot, we'll stand behind it, same as we do any yeah. of our products at Better Name. So, yeah, yeah, and so if you're, um, it's actually been shooting really good too. Uh, so yeah, remarkably well. It's, it's been really fun. So that's yeah. actually what I was about to say is we're yeah. uh, we spent the last fall um, playing around, uh, testing, 
and uh, taken a variety of game, uh, played a lot at the range, and uh, that a lot of that content will be coming out basically starting today. To say, uh, when this podcast comes out, it should be around May 31st. And uh, yeah, we took riders, we took our partners, we, w- we went with the Hush guys, we did, we did a lot of different hunts and activities and uh, hopefully start to see that all over the place because we're going to be, uh, we're going to be promoting the 307 pretty heavily. We're very excited about this and uh, make sure you go check it out. And like I said, at the, at the top of the podcast was these will be shipping in quantity basically starting in uh, July. So Mm -hmm. yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. It's exciting. It's not every day you you come out with a, a new action. So I think we are, yeah, we're really excited about uh, what this product will be able to do, packed full of the features uh, that it has, uh, with the Weatherby name on it, for the price that it's going to be out there for. Um, I think it's going to be something people are looking for. People might say, oh, what, you know, another question you get when you launch something is, why is it not in this model and that model and the other? Um, when my grandfather launched the Mark V in 1958, there was one model. And in 1971, there was one Vanguard. We're actually <laughs> launching this with two models. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it'll be limited to that forever. Uh, but in 2023, at, at the launch, we think that uh, these two models are just a great representation of uh, some of the things that, that are, you know, going to be able to be happen with the Model 307. But as always, check back. Yeah. Adam, yeah. thanks for coming on and talking about the, uh, the new Model 307. And uh, if uh, you're listening... Go check it out for yourself on weatherby.com. Adios.